Janice Connolly, the Artistic Director of Women in Theatre, and I'm very, very pleased to welcome you to the Women in Theatre podcast. In this series, we present monologues from our Women and Work trilogy. Developed from conversations with women of different ages and backgrounds, these pieces we hope respect and celebrate individual human stories about women's working lives. You're about to hear Third AD, written by Lorna Laidlaw and performed by Luanda Holness. This monologue was part of our show Starting Out that explored the reality of five young women entering the world of work in 2016. We recommend you listen to all Starting Out podcasts and then to the discussion episode afterwards in which I talk to four young women looking for work in 2020. We hope you enjoy. Quiet on set, please. Action! That's Malcolm. He's the first AD, assistant director. He assists the director. Well, the clue's in the title. He controls the whole floor. It's up to him to make sure this day runs like clockwork. We start on time and finish on time. Time is money in this industry. He's been doing it for years. Real old school. Very posh, calls all the female actresses ladies. (laughs) Make sure the ladies get a cup of tea. Make sure our gentlemen have water. I do like working with him. I've learnt a lot, but he's a strict bugger. He treats them actors as if they were bloody china dolls. Even the shit ones. And as for the extras, sorry, supporting artists, God forbid if any of them should ask him a question directly. All questions must go through the third. That's me. Or as my mate calls me, the turd cheeky gits. They've got Malk working today because we've got some bigwigs from Europe coming to talk about future productions. This company is trying to get funding for a new project and the Europeans are interested. European money is big. Well, it was. They love the British film industry, so we're trying to get in before the full force of the Brexit balls up hits the fan. Yeah, I would have voted to stay if I wasn't delayed at work. The bloody silver surface screwed up that vote for the rest of us. And it's just gone from bad to worse. Sorry, gone off track there. If these Euros get on board, it will be my time to shine. Well, you never know. They may want me for their next big movie in Cannes. Cut. Shit. Reset, please. Well, that was a right balls up. Sorry, I'll have to take it later. We've got five more scenes to cram in today, including a car crash, a shooting. I think the scene where we cure cancer was cut. You think I'm joking? It's going to be KBS at the end of the day. Kick, bollocks, scramble. Are you all right, love? Sorry about that, you were doing so well. We'll get you a towel. Just go and sit there in the winnie. Thanks. Frank, him there with the long hair. So bloody clumsy. He's just coughed and spat half a cup of cold tea in our extra's face. Max? She's a runner. Go and get a towel for her and see if we have another dry extra we can put in her place. Doesn't matter what she looks like. I started off as a runner. That's a thankless bloody job. Up before the crack of dawn. 
going to work in the dark, going home in the dark. And that's in the bloody summer. You've got no life. I was spending more time on set than I was with my own family. Put the wheelchair in the back. It's for the next scene. Sometimes that's not such a bad thing. This place becomes your family, no matter how dysfunctional it is. This is what I've always wanted to do. This was my escape, and I love it. Max, you got that extra yet? Okay, contact me on the headphones as soon as you have her. As a runner, you do feel like the arse end of the production team. Those first weeks, I was so tired, and my eyes were so red, people either thought I was smoking barrels full of pot or I was a fucking vampire. But you keep going because that's the job. Being a first assistant director on a production, any production, is right in front of you. You can almost touch it. Can we make sure all the tea is cleared up, please? Art department's got a trainee in tow. Poor bugger. They forgot to tell him not to liquefy Frank's cup. Oh, God. The tea's hit one of the floor lamps. You don't want to mess with the sparks. Mostly older men who look like they've been around the block a few times, then went around again just for the crack. Mags, you had better make that a towel and a moth. And hurry, we've got 15 minutes to do the scene before we have to move on to the next one. Them blokes are from a time when unions ruled the roost. You don't want to mess with the lighting mafia. <laughs> Look, everyone's buzzing around Frank. He didn't get a mouthful of Darjeeling spatting his face. You're all right, Frank. Anything I can get you? Water? No chance. I'll get it to you straight away. Mags, that's a bloke. With a beard? Let's just get him on set. Frank wants a glass of water, just make sure you give it to him after the scene. Hi, John is it? Right. Just nod when Frank asks you about your azaleas and follow him into the conservatory. Thanks. Extras aren't allowed to say more than ten words, or we have to pay them more. That's why you can see them mouthing thanks or hello, or just nodding like those dogs you see in the back of a car. It's best to keep what they say to a minimum. I've had to stop some people from trying to hug the scene when they've been in the back of shop mouthing their flippin' life story. They can be really bloody distracting. Malcolm, sorry, we've only got this extra John. I know, but he's the only one we haven't seen in shot. We can wait for a costume to change him into something dry, but it could take a while. Right. Right, so the new line is, Hello, Mr. Thomas, how are you as alias? We'll try that scene again. Watch. Costume and makeup versus lighting and cameras. Just look at how much time is given to cameras to get the shot just right. Lights to glide into the right place for maximum light coverage. All blokes. But as soon as the makeup and wardrobe, mostly women, need the floor to do their shit, we're all in a ridiculous rush to get this scene shot. Yeah, of course I'd love to see more women on cameras. If you do see them, they're like gold dust, they don't stay long. They get whisked away to other more exotic jobs. There's pictures of them all over Facebook filming great whites in Australia and skiing down the side of a snowy mountain with a GoPro on their head and a camera under one arm and a tripod under the other. And where are we? In a semi, in ACOX flipping green. Most of them here are my edge on cameras. They all look like they should be in a boy band. Oh, I had a massive crush on a camera guy once. Not here. It got so bad when they asked me to go back. I didn't. Too embarrassed. I've got no time for a boyfriend. Totally focused on work. 
99% work, 1% romance. Sometimes I wish it was the other way around, but there's no time for that. I really like that last flurry of chaos before action. You could almost put the whole thing to music. It's like a bee colony. There's the queen bee and all them worker bees making sure they look perfect for the part. Makeup flawless, lighting perfect, sound crisp. Everyone moving around each other as if it's been choreographed for a musical. On it! Sorry, Sylvia. Makeup. How long? Sorry to rush you, I'm just passing on the message. Oh, you ready? Great, thanks. Everyone settled? Quiet on set, please. Action! Howard's a really good director. He's fantastic with the actors. Some of them can be a handful. Funnily enough, it's the ones who've done nothing except maybe an advert with Kevin Bacon who think they've made it. They're the worst. When I started, it was the older actors I loved driving to locations. All the stories of the old school actors they've worked with. I picked up an artist, Dolores. She must have been in her 90s, sharp as a button. Told me she was on set and the costume woman kept fiddling with her dress. She tells her to stop fussing, the dress is fine. Cut. We're just coming in for a close-up. Can we reset, please? Sorry. My dad's had a bad night last night and... Well, sorry. Where was I? Oh, yeah, she tells her to stop fussing and the costume lady says, sorry, it's just that I think we've got some unsightly underwear puckering under the dress. Quiet on set. Action. And my lady says, that's impossible, dear. I'm not wearing any underwear. Don't worry, it's probably just folds of skin. <laughs> I nearly crashed the van on the way to location. I was laughing so much. Even now when I see someone famous, you have to hold your excitement in. A couple of weeks ago, we had that bloke from Game of Thrones on set. Oh God, what's his name? Anyway, I really wanted to shout, I've just seen you get your head chopped off. Mags, can we start traveling Dave, Mary, Alice and Greg? We're on the last setup. What? He should have been here a half hour ago. Right, get the rest of them to set and we can run through the scene without him. He's only got two lines anyway. This is not a day for fuck-ups. And scene. Thanks, everyone. If you'd like to go back to your dressing room and we'll call you when we need you. Thanks. Not you, Frank. You're needed in the next scene. Thanks. Max has that water for you. See what I did there? He gets what he wants and I keep a dry set. Malcolm, Greg's been held up but all the other artists are on the way. He should be here in the next minute or so. I've only just found out myself. Sorry. Phones aren't meant to be turned on on set, not even on vibrate. If you're too close to sound, they'll pick it up. They're like bats. Sorry. Mom? You know I can't... What? When? One minute, Mom. Howard's waiting for you all on set. Unfortunately, Greg's been held up, so we'll have to do the wheelchair scene when he arrives. He should be here any minute now. I'm sorry for keeping you waiting. I know it's been a long day for you. Sorry again, Dave. Mom? Shit. Mom, sorry I just missed your call. Call me back after eight. 
quiet for rehearsal. Thanks. Mags, any sign of him? Just get him into costume as soon as he arrives. Makeup can sort him out on set. We've been here since 7am and Dave's moaning about being called in at 1.30. It's only three a bloody clock. How long before the Europeans are on set? Ten minutes? Right. Make sure you keep me informed, Mags. I need to know as soon as they're here. She'll never make it, Mags. Too soft. Don't get me wrong, she's lovely, but to move on from running to third, second, then firsting, she should at least know you should never follow an actor into the toilet to tell them they are needed on set. She did that yesterday. Actors hate stalker runners. Just let them shit in peace, that's what I say. Look, I know why she did it. It's a runner's responsibility to get the cast on set on time because if they're late, even if it's not your fault, you are going to get it in the neck from the first. I've seen loads of runners fall by the wayside. They couldn't handle it. I had to work harder and be better than all those uni lot. I'd made sure I was the first in and last out. I read all the scripts. I didn't have to, but if an actor asked me what scene we were doing next, I could answer with just a little more detail. Episode 4, scene 12, the argument about who's the real father of the baby. Anything else I can help with? Drinks are in their hand before they even knew they wanted it. Snacks, enough healthy stuff to keep all the dieters happy. And to keep the energy up, loads of crisps, nuts, cake, biscuits. They'd be so full of sugar by the end of the day they'd need an insulin jab. And then you throw in something a little special. Dips, crudities, pita bread, cheese, grapes and pickles, all from the speciality range. Aldi speciality range. Always looking after the pennies. Wasn't even my money. May not seem like much to you, but on set they go friggin' mad for it. It's true. It got me noticed. And I need to be noticed today. They need to notice me today. Crucial! Hell, we should have got through this scene by now. The school kids next door are about to get kicked out. They're so fucking noisy. Mags? Can you go and see if you can do anything about shutting them kids up before we're about to shoot? I know it's impossible. I know. Just do it. Thanks. Yes, Malcolm, I'm on it. Just send someone to sort it out. Shouldn't be a problem. And our European guest should be with us shortly. Me? Yes, yes, I'll be happy to show them round. Hi, Greg. At bloody last. Malcolm, that's an arrival on Greg. So, Greg, they've just had a read-through and a crew show without you, but it looks like they've got you pretty still in the wheelchair before the fall. The stunt coordinator's ready to talk you through it. Let me make you a nice cup of tea. Mags, get Greg a tea, please. I'd love one, thanks. He's had the call sheet for a week. He knows what bloody time he was meant to be here. Bloody actors, sometimes it's like herding sheep. Mom? Not now. I'll talk to you later at home. Not now. Sorry. Right, can we all be quiet so Greg can hear what our stunt guy has to say? That's my dad's spare wheelchair. I could bloody well show him how to fall from it. They don't teach you that at uni. Seen my dad do it enough times. Could show them how to get him up safely without hurting your back. How to support his head. How to hold him when he starts crying because of the pain. How to help wash him. How to... But here, that's not my job. 
Lots of these have come through the university route, including Mags. Drama studies, theatre degrees. There was no bloody way my parents could afford to send me to university. <laughs> nine grand? What the hell were we supposed to find nine grand? Uni wasn't an option for me. Some of my mates come back with £30,000 worth of debt. What's the point of that? And I feel I'm much further on in my career than them because I just, well, got on with it. We're just going to rehearse the fall again before a take. Quiet on set, please. And action. My parents wanted me to go to uni, but after that accident, it was impossible. She tried to give me her funeral money. Two grand she'd saved for God knows how long. She said, that money's good to no one in a coffin. I didn't take it. Don't need a degree to wipe shit. No, uni was an option for me. I had to work in a bar at night, moochers, serve drinks, clean tables, worked in the kitchen, then I was running in the day, working on short films, little independence, getting as much experience as I possibly could. Didn't get hardly any money from any of them for six months, a year maybe. When I started to get more paid running work, I left the bar. They wanted me to stay out and become duty manager, but no. What little money I did earn, I gave it to my mom. She needed every penny I could give her. She hated taking it, but she needed it. She had to give up work to look after him, my dad. They thought they'd get a big payout from Drake's, but they got nothing. Not one penny. I'm at home with them. Well, I can't really afford to move out just yet. I can't move out. She needs my help. Without me, she wouldn't be able to. She just wouldn't. Cut. Can we have checks to shoot, please? Thanks. Mom, I told you I'd call you back. What? But this morning he was... But... Mom, I can't come now. I can't. Sonia? 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 Julian and the Europeans are on set? Are you all right? I could show them round if you like. And action. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. And if you know someone who would benefit and enjoy listening, well, why not share it with them? Also, rating and reviewing the podcast will help us find more listeners. Third AD was written by Lorna Laidlaw and performed by Luanda Holness. It was directed by Joe Gleave and sound design was by Sam Frankie Fox. And the podcast was recorded at Brum Podcast Studios. The audio engineer at Brum Podcast Studios was Paul Hadsley. The Women in Theatre podcast is funded by Arts Council England, the Sir Barry Jackson Trust, the Feeney Trust, the Cole Charitable Trust and The Space. It was originally part of the stage production Starting Out, produced in association with Birmingham Repertory Theatre. This is a free podcast from Women in Theatre. We're a charity, and if you'd like to support the work we do, you can make a donation by visiting our website, 
womeninthetre.co.uk forward slash supporters. Mm.